Good morning, good morning. This is your boy, Johan. It's your boy, O. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, you know what you're listening to. This is Stay Uncomfortable. Your favorite podcast, always saying. Yeah, it, it is. By this point, it gotta be. Uh, so we was out for a week. And by we, I mean I. Welcome back, champ. Welcome back. How you doing, brother? I'm hype. You're hype? I mean, yeah. That's what I like to hear, man. That's I what know. I like to hear. I had a few people tell me, like, yo, what happened to the episode, blah, blah, blah. And I was like... Relax, bro. Like we we coming, we coming in hot. We coming in hot. I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, I was out on vacation. For those of you who don't know, I was out there uh, while and not playing around. Uh, I was in DR, had <clears throat> uh, a great time. The second half of my vacation, because the first half of my vacation was trash, bro. If you want to hear more about that, just go to this TikTok. Just go to my TikTok. It was garbage. All I'm going to say is stay away from Barcelona Resorts if you want to have a good time. That's right. I put the name on that. And I and I signed that. Did you co-sign that? He don't I know. Co- I, I haven't gone, but I co-signed that. Cause That's why I like this, man. Bro. I heard the story, and that sounds wicked. Listen, I should have left when I saw the roaches. We're not talking about the people. Yeah, we're not even talking about the people. Some The people was, some of them were a little bit. You know, but I don't want to talk about that because I want to have a good time today. I'm in a good mood, man. Uh, so right now it is like, what, 7.30, 7.38 in the morning? 7.38 in the morning, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, we were supposed to re- start recording at 6.30, but I was like, yo, bro. let's want this coffee? Let's push. No, no, no. Like last night I was like, yo, let's push this a little bit further because I'm tired. Last night there was an accident on the road and I was stuck in traffic without moving for 45 minutes. Uh, I left late, so I, I got here super late, and that's why. But um, it happens. We're here now. Yeah, but you know what? The the great thing about doing something that you love is that no matter how tired you are, man, you gotta show up. That's true. Gotta show up, and this is one of those things that I enjoy showing up for. Cause I put my alarm to go do overtime at work, and I I'll shut it right back off and go back to sleep. Yeah, ooh, see, but but when but it com- when it comes to this, like we were originally supposed to record at what six in the morning, six thirty, six thirty. Well, I woke up at five thirty, like active like okay let's get this let's do this and uh i I, i'm not gonna lie this the my sleep almost got the best of me but like yo go talk to your brother man go go have a nice conversation how you doing man how you doing me what's today thursday it's been a it's been a week it's been a week uh and god is good but it's definitely been a week work has been long uh just a few, a few things coming along. A few things. God is working. God is working. That's what I like to hear. What about you, man? Uh, I'm good. I'm really good. I am. I'm. I'm asking God for clarity and for vision mm. coming forward because there's a lot of things that we want to talk about. But you see, like when you got so much going on in your brain, like so many ideas, so many things going on around you that it gets like foggy. Yeah. That's kind of where I am right now, but. I believe that God is going to give me clarity of mind to talk about what we're going to talk about today. But you know what? It's kind of a good thing because better to have that than to have nothing going on at all. Mm, I see what you mean, and I agree with you. Not that, to, not that it's good to a to, certain point. Yeah, it's not that it's good to have it foggy. But no, 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 no. Like, like let's say you're putting both on the balance. Like, what's better to have cloudy vision or to have no vision? That's what you yeah, mean. Yeah, basically. 
you know, sometimes it's good to have nothing. You know, sometimes it's good to start from zero and to reset because if you got nothing, that means that there's no fog. Yep. But it's not good to stay with no vision, which <laughs> is actually one of the things that we're going to talk about today. See, that, that's why I love when we can just... We just go for it, bro. We just and get And things there. just connect. Like, we out here just cutting the, the, the bomb's yellow wire. Yeah, bro. And it doesn't explode. Yeah, this, we, we call this going full circle. Yes, so, sir. Without further ado, stay uncomfortable today. We're going to be talking about, this is specifically for the men, but I want the woman to please tune in to let us know we're tripping, to let us know we're missing anything, and to let your man know, or any men that you have had in your life. Men, today's episode is why you cannot keep a girl. And don't throw any shade. Ladies, if you're going to send this to somebody, do not throw any shade with it. Bro, I'd be making some videos, and the woman would be in the comments like, I'm a, I just sent this to my ex. To your who? Leave that Why? man alone. I thought you were over him. Leave that man alone. If he's your ex, leave that man alone. What you doing? And it's hilarious. I just sent this to my man. Blah, blah. I'm like, you can send it to him without commenting. You know? Now, now he's yeah. going to open up the comments and everybody's going to know, oh, now my, my girl put me on blast. Stop doing that this to your man. This the guy that messed up, huh? Stop, doing that. Stop doing that to your man. That's, that, it doesn't work. We have... Contrary to what we want you to believe, we have some fragile egos sometimes, and yeah. and we can have you can send us a good message, but if you're gonna be humiliating us in the process, we're not gonna be receptive to that message. No, now we're in fight mode. Nah, we're we're in like okay, but why you gotta do me dirty now? Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, just a quick tangent before we get into that. That's a really good subject that we can talk about another day. Men, we have tribalism mentality to a sense. You know, we got the we got the the mentality that you and I are a unit. You and I move together. You and I are a team. The moment that I see that you are against me, uh, against me, putting me, you know, exposing me, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is, I'm going to immediately assume that this team is not as strong as I thought it was. And then if I see that you're playing, that I'm playing harder for the team than you are, then I'm either going to stop playing as hard as I'm going for the team, or I'm going to question your loyalty to the team. Yep. So, uh, you or know, I'm going to sabotage you so you can get out precisely, precisely, which, which, which is another one of our points here. One yeah. of my points here, but yeah, our points, our points. So, uh, ladies, if, if, if there is a piece of advice I can give you, if you want to get through to your man, even if it's one of my videos, another podcast that you listen to, which ill, why are you listening to another podcast? Yeah. What's you wrong know, with you? what's wrong with you? No, I'm playing. But if you want to get through playing. to your man, you want to get through to your man. Do not do it in a in a sneaky way. Be upfront. Trust in that man's emotional intelligence. Ooh, I'm gonna add that. I'm gonna add that. That's the point I'm gonna add. There you go. Now, I'm gonna add that today. Uh, but whatever. Going right into it. This is why you cannot keep a man. You want to go ahead and start it off, brother? Yes, sir. My point number one. You don't show you care about her feelings. And with that being said. Again, maybe a lot of you have heard the older episodes where I speak about how I was very nonchalant. I think it was Red Flags where I was very nonchalant. Yeah. And that is a very, very mistake that many, many men make nowadays where it's more about the physical. It's more about the why you act in this way. I got you this. I got you that. And they don't they don't take into account the emotional aspect of their relationships and sometimes it's not sometimes it's not even about the girl but it's mostly about because the man himself doesn't have the emotional intelligence to 
you know, connect to that part of the woman. Okay, so your point is uh, the man is disconsiderate or inconsiderate about her emotions, about how she feels, about... Uh, yeah. All right. But also, t- like, not just inconsiderate, but sometimes it, it happens, like, subconscious where you just think you're doing what you need to do as a man that you forget about the emotional aspect because you, you know, you work, you do the manly duties, the physical manly duties. Yeah. So you think that that's good enough. Okay, so... Uh, that's to a certain degree, that's just being complacent, thinking that you're doing what you got to do mm-hmm. to a certain point. You know, I like to, I like to blame everybody who can receive some blame. For example, if a man is doing X, Y, Z, but he's missing Q, you know, or, or any other letter, I forgot. Mm, right. You know, and then V W that's what comes before W. Yo, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot the order of the alphabet. the alphabet. It's it's early. Anyway, the man is doing XYZ but he forgot W, right? Isn't it isn't it to a certain point the woman's responsibility to let the man know what he's lacking? Not all the time because I'm not telling you to baby this man. I'm telling you if you see that your man is putting an effort in a certain degree. He's working, he's getting it done, he's taking care of the house, but sometimes he kind of misses the mark when it comes to your emotional well-being, then I feel like that is a good place for you to say, hey, listen, we need to talk about this. You're failing me here. And then that's where the emotional intelligence aspect of it comes in, where he has to understand that he's failing. But if we're talking about the scenario, which unfortunately it's most of it, where the woman has been very clear to this man that, She's not satisfied in the emotional aspect. Exactly. That she's not a priority in his mind when it comes to emotional well-being, mm-hmm. which I talk a lot about that on, on, on my TikTok. Then, then this is a, a really big reason why certain men cannot keep women because emotion, emotional well-being is the kind of like the, the atmosphere of the relationship. Yeah. It kind of is what connects everything else, basically. Precisely. Like, let's say that you are, let's forget about a relationship. Let's talk about a job. We've all had that job that we just don't want to be there because we know that they don't treat us like human beings. They don't see us as a person. They see us as a number. Right. They don't see us as a a person that has a life going on. They don't see us as a person with problems going on. Family. You walk into work. And it doesn't matter how you're feeling, you better make great. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. Exactly. And because that is expected of you. But we are always planning to leave that job. We don't see ourselves there for five years. Why? Most of us don't, yeah. Exactly. Why? Because we know that we're not valued in that job. So let's take that same logic into a relationship. If you are a woman that feels like your man is not treating you properly, that feels like your man is, that his, your emotional well-being is not a priority for him. That is not a relationship that you're going to see yourself being in for much longer. From the woman's perspective, yeah. Precisely. But as the man, I feel like, you know, there's there's other methods as well. Like, there's so many things that you can do, like, online, take tests to try to... If you're not somebody who was raised to get to get a deeper understanding of somebody's emotions or even know how to show it, you can take online questionnaires. You can, there's even, they even got card games that allow you to go into deeper conversations with your partner. There's tools is what you're saying. Yeah. There's tools tools. out there that, you know, that that help. So basically this is where you, you basically say if he wanted to, he would, he would, you got to be intentional about it. Exactly. But I feel like the, the, the main issue here is that men, we can be blind to this sometimes. 
Like, or sometimes we want to be blind. Well, y- yes. And the problem is that we're not staying. <laughs> I'm not gonna be corny and be like we're not staying uncomfortable. But the problem is the opposite. We stay comfortable to the point that yeah. it's like. I'm like complacency. I'm, yeah, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, she's not gonna leave me. No. I'm still, I'm still bringing in the money until she does I'm leave. Still, you. Yeah, and until, until it's to that point, you have that conversation and you're asking yourself, but why are you leaving me? Like I'm doing all the things that I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And, and but, but what I'm saying is the whole blind aspect of this. Yeah, sh- sure. Sometimes we want to be blind, right? We like to. To surround ourselves with our achievements, what we're doing right, so much so that we forget what we're doing wrong. We're doing wrong. You know, and then when we're told that we're doing wrong, we act as if we can do no wrong, mm-hmm. you know. But there, there, is, there are certain times where, men, we just don't get it. We, we, and this is not making an excuse. It's actually rather unfortunate because sometimes marriages end because of this mentality or relationships end because of this mentality. And... It ended rightfully so because it does not matter how blind you are or how much you, how innocent you think you are, she is still suffering. Yeah, and at the end of the day, this is to create self awareness. When you're driving out, when you're driving and there's rain and there's fog, you, you slow you, down. You, you, yeah, and you don't you don't go outside yourself and wipe the wipe then wipe the, the the windshield, right? No, you have something that assists you that wipes it for you if it works. So what we're doing, if it works, so what we're doing here is just you know, if you're blind about it. It's okay to hear another person's perspective and be like, okay, dude, you're blind. Here, let me help you remove the remove the fog from your vision so you can yeah, see. Exactly. You know, it's, <laughs> it's funny. I was thinking, I was, you remember the Camry? Yeah. I was driving to work and it was raining. Uh, now nah, it was actually snowing, and I turned on the windshield wiper, and one of the wipers just flew off. <laughs> that happened to me once. <laughs> scratching my windshield. <laughs> no, but um. But yeah, man. Uh, if if you lack the vision to to see that you are not giving your wife emotional, you, you know what? Let, let's let's uh, talk about what that means because we can say yeah, you're not uh, prioritizing your wife's or your girlfriend's emotional well being or her feelings. But what does it mean? What does it mean to prioritize her feelings? We can give you some examples because men sometimes we need that. I need examples every now and then. Uh, for example. Does your wife come first in your mind when it comes to anything? Like, for example, let's say that simple things. You're going to go to work or you're at work. Do you text her? Hey, baby, I'm thinking about you. I love you. Um, It's been a long day, uh, but I can't wait to see you when I get home. Mm-hmm. Right there, what you did was you confirmed to your wife that you were, in fact, thinking about her. You gave her details about your day, which means that you are intentional about what you're talking to her. Mm -hmm. You told her that you miss her, which gives her a bit of a a boost, believe it or not. And then can't wait to see you. You're preparing her so that when she when you get home, the atmosphere is set. Right. So it benefits you if you think about it to give her some emotional peace. Exactly. Another thing. Another thing. Her doubts. Are you a man that is making sure that she has no reason to doubt you? If you're out here doing sneaky things, if you have a history of doing sneaky things and she has forgiven you, but you're still moving in the same light, you're not giving her emotional peace. You're not giving her mental peace. No. And you just you gotta be real intentional about it. Like you you get home and you ask about her day. Yeah. 
it's that simple. Like it's you. This is your wife slash, you know, possibly your best friend, depending on the dynamic. Exactly. Just ask, how's your day? How's your day? How are you feeling? You know, things like that. I I used to make the mistake all the time of getting home and kind of just I had like a little like a little ray around me of protection. Where if I got home from a bad mood, I would just put my lunchbox down, go upstairs. I wouldn't ask what you're like how like how are you doing. I would ask what are you doing. Yeah. If she was in the in in the kitchen cooking, I'd be like, what are you cooking? Mm. Instead of just going, you know, how are you doing? How are you feeling? How was your day? Yeah. Etc. We do that a lot as men because we get caught up in the day. Yeah. We get caught up in the in the the go 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 of work because we work in fast paced environments and urgency is required mm-hmm. from us so but then we bring the home we don't know how to leave that at work like i tell my wife all the time like sometimes i just don't know how to stop mm-hmm. and uh it's, green it's, light always yeah green light always it's crazy that you say that because uh i've made it or tried to make it a habit that when i when i get home i'm home like i can be in work mode up until i drive into the driveway but from that point on, I got to remember that I cannot inflict my day onto my wife. It's literally, it's literally like the, the analogy of a stop uh, of a of a traffic light. While your work is green, you're on go. On the way to work, it should be yellow because you're yielding, yielding, you're winding down. Yeah. And once you get to home, you got the red light. Yeah, that's that's a really good way to put it. But again, we're blind. So men. This is an invitation for you to open your eyes and, you know. Allow us to help you. Exactly. And you know what? This is the reason this converse, this podcast is called Stay Uncomfortable is because we encourage uncomfortable conversations like the one that you're going to have with your wife. What do you mean? Yeah. What you're going to do is at the end of the show, you're going to go over to your wife and you're going to ask her, hey, babe, listen, uh, I have a question for you. Do you believe that I have been putting your emotional well-being as a priority? If she says yes, congratulations, you've been doing a good job. If she says no, don't fight with her. Mm-hmm. Don't argue with her. Listen to what she has to say. Be intentional about what she has to say and do your best to change it. I'm not saying that you're going to be able to change overnight. And comprehend what she's saying. Exactly. I have always said communication is not key. Comprehension is. She can tell you what she's feeling. If you If you have no intention of understanding her, then that's not going nowhere. So... Listen to what she has to say and actually move in a direction that's going to that the next time that you ask her that she's going to say, no, I saw the change. And even if at first it might be uncomfortable because it's something that you might not be used to getting home, giving your wife a kiss, saying, how was your day, etc. You keep doing that and it eventually it'll, you know, become a habit. It'll become super natural. Yeah. Oh, oh, I like that. Super natural and supernatural. Yeah. See, I'm slow with things like that, but that's fire. That's all right. That's a bar. <laughs> all right. Uh, and, and again, for the ladies listening to us, you can talk to your husband in a calm, safe, safe environment. Again, like Oscar always says, try to be a safe partner. Try to be a safe wife where you can have these conversations. And it does not automatically mean that you're going to get divorced. No, 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 no. Hey, listen. Uh. I feel like our, just say our, you know, include them in there. Just say, I feel like our emotional well-being in this marriage has not been a priority. Mm -hmm. 
and I feel like we I like that by the way. Our yeah, I always like to group things in because it mm-hmm. removes the accusation aspect of it. Yeah, and if you're married, you're one. So exactly. So to some degree, it might be your fault. But what I'm saying is, it, it includes accountability for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, I believe like our emotional well being has not been a priority for us. We fight. And we don't really care for a peaceful resolution of conflict. We just want to say our piece and walk away. And I feel like if we actually started to be intentional, keyword intentional, about how we feel towards each other, about how we want to make each other feel, then I feel like we'll be a lot closer. We'll be a lot better friends. Because I don't, for everybody listening to me, if you're married, I don't want you to just be married. I want you to be friends with who you're married to. thousand percent. It does. It makes no sense unless you do it for business reasons, which hello FBI. But if you're just married to somebody that's not your friend, then you are happy. It's it's not even as you can't even say that they're your roommate. You can't even say that because roommates are okay with not seeing each other for for weeks. Yeah, they're okay with having their own space, with not talking. Exactly. But if you're married and you have had some sort of relationship and you are in the quote unquote roommate phase. That eventually is going to end up in flames. Eventually, you can't. That can only last for so long. So again, babe, I want to work on our emotional well-being in this marriage. And if you have kids, you owe it to those kids. You owe it to yourself, and you owe it to anybody that you are representing and being an example to. All right. Sir. So, point number two. What you got? Let's throw a cur- <clears throat> a curveball here. You cannot keep a girl because you're financially irresponsible. Mm. So there is a. This, this might be for the ones that are just, just starting to date. Hold on, let me take a sip of this coffee. All right. Not just for the ones who are starting to date. No, yeah. this is for, but especially for those who are just starting to date. Yeah. There is no way, if you are dating with the intention to get married, which is what you should be dating for, otherwise you are wasting away your life, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm being very honest with you. I, I am very firm in my beliefs that society needs men who are willing to commit. If you're not going to get married, that just shows a lack of willing to commit, okay? Now, there's no way... Any woman is going to want to commit to you because it's not just you that commits. Any woman who has anything between her her, her, her two ears is going to want to commit to a man that has no financial responsibility. If the paycheck that you get today is gone by tomorrow, no woman is going to want to do that. And on what, really? Unless you're somebody who is responsible and you save all of it, but then that's not what we're talking about here. We're just talking about being financially irresponsible. Exactly. For for example, for example. I, I again I talked about this man previously, but I'm gonna say it again. I have a cousin that he he has a wife, he has kids. This man, I saw it happen. He got paid <laughs> like eight hundred dollars. I don't know why I'm laughing already. Bro, it's it's just it just baffles me. He got paid $800 that Friday in the morning. And that Friday evening, 
he spent a thousand two hundred in the club. How do you spend four hundred more dollars than what you got paid? <laughs> Why are you working? Why are you? What are you doing? And I'm not. And I'm not. All right. One day, sure. You know, if it's just one day. But this is a habit. This man was was buying. Do you know how much liquor costs in a club? More than it does in the store. I know that the, much. The bottle you get for forty dollars outside, you it costs two hundred fifty in the club. And these are just arbitrary numbers. That might be way higher than that. It wants to be clubbing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna strike a nerve here. Financial irresponsibility is a sign of a deeper issue. It, for example, let's say that you want to get, what, 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 what can I say here? Let's say they want to get a nice car. Okay. The nicest car. Let's, let's just put a random car out there. Let's say that you want to get an Acura MDX, the brand new one. That car has a lot of, you know, road presence. It looks nice. It has nice features, especially to get the- Expensive the, as hell. Bro. <laughs> I, I love that vehicle, but let's say I that, do too. let's say that you get the 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 you know the apex, the, eight, the, the aspen, the aspen pack, yo, whatever it is, a spec, bro, a spec. Wait, aspen was aspen. You're gonna disrespect Diego saying no, that. no, 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 no. It's something else. I'm thinking about a whole different vehicle. A spec, aspen is a place in Colorado. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Irrelevant. Let's say you get that. Now, you're making because your credit is terrible. But they still gonna sell you the car. Yeah, they gonna get their money. You're making, you're, you're doing, you have a four figure payment on a vehicle. Ain't. Why? Was it because you wanted the vehicle, or is it because you wanted people to see that you got the vehicle? Choice number two, I'll go with number two. Now, let's say that you want people to see, you want to impress your girl, baby, get in the vehicle, let's go somewhere. McDonald's drive through because that's all you can afford. Because the money that you would have spent on Red Lobster, you're just going towards the vehicle. See, financial irresponsibility isn't just not having money. It's spending money that you don't have on things that you do not need. You know, things that are, you know, they, they, boost, your, they boost your ego and pride as a man. Which, that is an excellent point to, to dive into. Your ego and your pride are not good things when it comes to financial decisions. And when it comes to, to things that, to materialistic things. Exactly. Because, because if you're boosting your ego and pride based on materialistic things, like you said in the last episode, when they're gone, you're gone. Exactly, bro. It's always, what can I have and I deserve this and why don't I have this? Mm -hmm. I love cars. I love vehicles. Like I've been looking at Tahoe. I've been looking at the tundra i've been looking at a lot of vehicles that i have no plan on buying anytime soon because mm -hmm. i know that that would be a financial irresponsibility yep. it would throw me for a loop debt is never a good thing and now we're adding more bills to pay why when when your wife or your girl would much rather you have your feet on the floor not having to go crazy working overtime because now you got to work mm -hmm. six days money saved all the money that you had is gone. The plans that you had are gone. That money that you could have used to invest into a business is gone. And I'm, I'm, I'm not one of those bros, the financial bros. Oh, you could have spent this on the stock market. No, that's not me. No. What I'm saying is money is an advantage. And if you use it to your disadvantage, then you're not just hurting yourself. You're hurting everyone involved. And guess what? If a woman is smart, she's going to say, okay, 
I don't have to tie myself to this. Yeah, because at the end of the day, women, there's, and there's nothing wrong with it to an extent. Because then we have, you know, it goes over to being a gold digger. But mm-hmm. women need the security. Bro, I'm not even going to say want. Like, they, they need needed. the security. Just like men do. Yeah. But you know what? It is encoded in our DNA for men for us to be providers. Mm-hmm. And it is encoded in women's DNA to see men as providers. Mm-hmm. If she sees that you're a terrible provider, because guess what? The car is just one example. But if you're spending $500 every week on Gucci, which, number one, why? Or, or anything. Just think about any flex brand. Those are flex brands for me. Mm-hmm. Gucci, Louis V, all those things. Those are flex brands. Because many of the things that you be buying doesn't even look good. Because guess what? The Gucci that Justin Timberlake be wearing is not the Gucci that you're buying. Yeah, it's not the same. His Gucci looks nice. That's a poor man's Gucci. Exactly. You can't even tell that his Gucci, but you all you got is black, red, and green. That's that all just, you got. But that just translates to like if you like like if you're in the in the early stages of dating, and she already sees that like your account is you know is going negative a whole bunch of times, uh you know you got you're getting late late fees bills to your house delivered just in the dating stage, she's gonna she's gonna say okay if this man is living on his own right now he still can't manage himself yeah. How do I expect this man to manage me, us, when we live together? Furthermore, manage us, family, kids. Which is what I'm saying. They will see if you're a bad provider. And that is a huge turnoff for women. Because the thing is, like you said, they need security. But security for what? They want to make sure that if they ever have kids with you, those kids aren't going to struggle. They're not going to... Nah, they're gonna they're gonna be fed. They're gonna have clothes exactly. on their back. They they want to make sure that if she decides to stay home and not work anymore to take care of the kids in the house, that she's not gonna starve. Mm-hmm. And then it's your responsibility to see that through. That's why I always say, men, we have the innate ability to go out there and make it happen. And every man who does not make it happen is because they don't want to make it happen. I, I know. Oh, Johan, you can't say that. That's insensitive. Listen. It is encoded in you. What you have that code buried underneath is a whole different issue. And it's a domino effect because if you really think about it in the per- in the perspective and example of that, like let's say you end up having kids and you're still not you're still not financially responsible or where you need to be. That that's where that's where so many deeper issues happen because if you don't take care of that in the first stages or even when you're younger, you're gonna end up having kids and then the providing the providing instinct is gonna wanna kick in. Yeah. But what's gonna happen is now you are you haven't fulfilled that you haven't fulfilled the need to impress others and your own pride, but then you're also not fulfilling the need that you have to provide for your kids. So now you're in a mental warfare where you you're you're not good in any area. Yeah. You're not satisfied with yourself in area in any area, and then comes depression with that. Yeah. Listen. And that's something that you bring upon yourself. Exactly my point. That is, that's the basis of this whole thing. If this is something that, you know, oh, the cards you've been dealt, blah, blah, blah. We can argue those arbitrary points as much as you want to. However, if you're a a person who is addicted to have, to make bad financial choices, if you're somebody who's addicted to not seeing your spouse or your girl as somebody who you need to provide for and you would rather blow that money anywhere else, you you are digging yourself into a hole. You're making yourself the, 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 the only perpetrator here. Mm-hmm. So what that means is, I'm going to open up your eyes real quick. What that means is, brothers, is that you cannot blame anyone else. And if you cannot blame anyone else, 
you have to turn to yourself and figure it out because what's going to happen is again this episode is why you cannot keep a woman you need to say listen this is my third relationship in the past two years why are they always leaving well man because and again as like i said last time what you do to attract somebody is what you're going to have to do to keep that person that person so if you attracted this girl with gucci belts you attract this expensive this, dinners with the expensive dinners every every week. Nice car rides. When that runs out, number one, that's not even the type of girl you're supposed to be with. So I guess in this in this case, her leaving you is a blessing, but it should be a wake up call for you. Because if you need you need to throw money at people to attract them, then what's wrong with you? Mm. What's going on inside of you? Mm. So, my man, I I, I ask you, please. Look into your savings. I, I was one of those people, man, that I was afraid to open up my bank account. I didn't want to see how much money I had left. In front of people, you put you put the you put the brightness down. Not even in front of people, bro. <laughs> like even when I was alone, I was like, "Do I really want to see the damage I did this week? Do I really want to see if I'm negative or not, bro?" I had just a bunch of fast food transactions. I am telling you, I was so financially speaking for myself. Yeah, well, same here. I was so financially irresponsible that I have had to call off of work because I don't have any money to pump gas. That was my wake up call. I was like, this is not right. Yeah. And and thank God for the gracious woman that I got, my beautiful wife. Uh before we got married, she told me straight up, yo, I need to see that bank account. I need to see what's going on. And I need you to add me to this account. Because I'm not about to tie myself to a person who cannot save a dime. And that's, that was a bigger leap of faith for her than it was for me. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing, you know, we got to make sure that we, that's besides the point because it's not what we're talking about, but just to throw it in there, it's good to, to be with somebody who, who, who adds to, not adds to your weaknesses, but in what you're weak at, she is strong at. Yeah, she can be a compliment to that issue. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And uh, listen, after, ever since I started dating her, my financial track record has been much better. When I got married, a year a year after I got married, I was able to buy the house that we're sitting in right now. I can attest to that, yeah. A year after I got married or a few years after that, we were able to finance a vehicle. We I was able to get some savings. She's not even she doesn't even have to work anymore. So the evolution, listen, this is what a good woman does to a man. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. It, for the men listening to me. You need to understand the value of a good woman because she will take you further than you ever thought possible. The right woman will make you a potential millionaire into a billionaire. And that's obviously an exaggerated example. But what I'm saying is the right woman will take you to places that you had no idea that you could go. Debt free, educated, well-spoken, clear uh, clear mind and clear visions, all of that. Mm-hmm. But for you to get the right woman, you have to be intentional about how you spend, about how you speak, about how you move, because then the best woman for you is not going to want to attach herself to you. And you got to be humble enough to recognize that these are your flaws. You can't just go into a relationship thinking that I am the prize and there's nothing wrong with me and I'm a walking green flag. Yeah, that's that narcissistic mentality just ends up in flames because you never do any wrong. You're unable to be corrected. If you are if you are a person who's able to who's unable to be corrected, I would categorize you as a red flag. Number, my number two, and this kind of goes on with, you know, you can attach this to the first point. Um, 
it's the it's the men that don't put any effort besides just saying I'm sorry when they screw up. For yeah. example, they either gaslight or they tell her it's not that big of a deal, but there's no actual change when there's an argument. Okay. So. Uh, Learn to say I'm sorry. Yeah. Be better. Do better. Listen. I'm sorry's lose their meaning after a while. Yeah. You know. Uh, and I'll be transparent about that. Just like that. I love yous. Yeah. Well, I love yous less so, but yes, in the same in the same light, yeah. you know. But but I've been transparent in that light many times before, and I'll say it again. I was at the beginning of my relationship to a certain point. That was me, you know. I'll say I'm sorry about something, uh, just stupid things, you know. I, thank God I was never really a, a a dummy when it comes to my wife. Yeah. But that's it, something that I'm learning. Um, through the day to day, and it's not not blaming others for the things that clearly I have I've have made the choice to do exactly, you know. But um, let's say let's even use the same financial irresponsibility part, mm-hmm. right? Let's say that uh, which actually this didn't happen. It's an example. Let's say that I uh told my wife, hey babe, listen, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have spent all that money on fast food. She's like, okay, just you know, let's work on it. She said, let's work on it. So mm-hmm. she's adding herself to be part of the solution. A month goes by. She sees a credit card bill. She's like, yo, what what, what the hell happened? You spend even more money this time around. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, baby. You know, it's just, it's just hard for me to stop, you know? And for those that don't know what gaslighting is, in an example like this, the man would basically say, oh, but I did it to feed us. Yeah. Yeah. I did it to pay the bills. Yeah. I did it for this. Because here's the thing. You can, if that is really the scenario... Why didn't you include her in that decision? Why wasn't she notified? Hey, listen, why why did she have to find out when the bill came in the mail? Oh, but you ate from the food that I brought, so this is what you wanted. You said you wanted. Yeah, but then she's under the impression that the food that you're buying is not at the cost of keeping the electricity on. And you're a leader as a man. So if you already know that as a leader, this decision is not the best one. Mm-hmm. Even if at the moment your wife is craving something or whatever, and obviously you want to make her happy. You can put your foot down. You can put your foot down and be like, how about we just... Just say no, baby. I'm sorry. Let's eat home. But and then the third one comes around, and then she sees that the bill is the same thing. If This time around, when you apologize, it's gonna she's going to be like, okay, but this is the third time you apologize. Mm-hmm. How many more times are you going to apologize for this? Mm-hmm. When are you going to take some responsibility, man up, and not spend all this money? Mm-hmm. And then th- this is where the effort aspect of it comes in. You could have, number one, avoided this in the first place, but you didn't. So moving on, you could have acknowledged. You know, I have a, I have a, a theory. Many times when when we apologize and we don't change, this is many times, and not all the times, because sometimes there are le- legit problems that we have to address internally. But many times, we apologized not thinking that we were wrong. We just apologized to get the argument over with. Mm-hmm. We say, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, baby. I shouldn't have texted her. But then inside, you're like... I'm just texting her. I'm just sending her a message. You it's know, not that big of a deal. it's not that big of a deal. And then what that creates is an effect where it enables you to do it again because you're justifying your behavior. And then when she catches you again, she was under the impression that you understood her point 
as to why you shouldn't do that. But now you're looking, you're making her look like an idiot, and now you look like an idiot because you can't say, "Oh, I didn't mean that apology." Yeah. I mean, if you're sincere, you can, and mm-hmm. I and I would apl- uh, applaud your sincere, your sincerity, your honesty. But you're not going to do that because if you apologize to get out of an argument instead of actually acknowledging it, that shows that you're a coward. And if you're a coward, the last thing you're going to do is show any type of honesty when she confronts you. Thousand percent snapple facts. But effort goes a long way about many other things. It goes more than, yeah. It's, it's always, not just about apologizing. It's always that we've all heard the saying, you know, actions speak louder than words. Yeah. And that, that's that's true in all aspects. Even if you don't actually say I'm sorry, but then the effort is there and you're being real intentional about it. She's going to she's going to see she's she's going to notice, you know, she's going to notice the changes. And even if it's not for her you're still being a better version of you right and you know there there are certain lines where i'm not going to justify it but i'm going to say that there's certain leeway for example something very dumb because i'm not going to if it's cheating and things like that then you're in the wrong right but let's say that it's something as stupid as you leave the bathroom light every time every single time right and your wife has to constantly tell you bro turn the light off Bro, turn the light off. Bro, turn the light off. At this point, you understand that you're wrong. You're not going to justify it. But apologizing becomes embarrassing at this point. It's like, I'm not even going to say nothing. I'm just going to go ahead and turn the light off. At this point, what you have to do is work on your habit about that. You know? But if you're somebody that's doing like a lot more serious things, like you know, staying out later than you should, apologizing it when you get home drunk that is something that you can correct immediately and say you know what this is it i'm not doing this because does your marriage is your marriage worth it is your marriage worth all the turmoil you put it through yeah that's what you got to ask yourself so just apologize be better do better yeah but to oscar's point effort Effort is not just in the direction of correcting what you do wrong. Effort is in the direction also of making things right all the time. For example, which is, I feel like this is the, the biggest weakness in many marriages and many men. Not because we do it intentionally, but because we, we get wrapped up in the day-to-day life. How intentional and how much effort do you put in when it comes to dating your wife? Do you date that woman? Do you make her feel like she is the love of your life? This is your point? This huh? year, this year. No, we're going with yours. This, oh, this is so effort. But, yeah, but this, this can be a good, a good point as to why you can't keep a woman. Yeah, that's true. You stop dating her. You stop dating her. You know, but, that's and, really a big one. Yeah, and I will put that into effort too, because yeah. for you to date somebody, for you to see, here's the thing. Again, men, I'm going to give you a little bit of leeway here. If you are a worker, if you are a hard worker. I understand. Listen, if you work 10, 12 hours a day or even 14 hours a day like I do, that can have an effect on your sex drive. Your libido just drops because mm-hmm. you have no energy for anything. That can have an, an, uh, an effect on what you do for your wife, like surprising her because you're always working. You're always doing something. You're always getting home super late and leaving home super early. And that doesn't really give you a lot of time. But there's a reason it's called effort you have to make the effort put in the energy you 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 got married knowing that this woman 
wanted certain things from you. You got married knowing that this woman was expecting you to do something because guess what? That is how you got her in the first place. With effort. Exactly. You didn't just wing it your whole relationship and then got married. I hope you didn't. I really hope you didn't. I mean, if you did, good for you. <laughs> if you did, you just you're a very fortunate guy, but luck runs out. That it does. So effort goes in the direction of, hey baby, listen, bro. You know what? Effort can be something as simple as, hey babe, I made it to work. I made it safe. Hey babe, I'm on my way back from work. There's traffic. I'm not gonna make it on time. Communication is effort. Mm-hmm. You knowing that she's craving something, hey, baby, uh, I got you this, you know, not being financially irresponsible. Yeah, but of course. Hey, I got you this. She wasn't even ex- expecting. Hey, baby, watch this. I know I just got home from work. Let me help you with dinner. What do you need? That is effort. That is dating a wife. That is. And, and that is in in a way that you probably wouldn't be able to do when you were just dating, because if you weren't living together when you were dating, now you're getting home to her. Mm-hmm. And you can see what type of atmosphere she has going on. And you can add to that. You can help her. She needs your emotional support as well. And that is also effort. You know what else is effort? Learning what her love languages are. We put more effort in other things that we do with the person that we live. We put more effort on our 2K character stats than we do into our relationships. And that's where your money goes. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I digress. I feel like that point is very clear. Uh, yo, this is a a big one. A big reason you can't keep a girl is because of all of your unhealed trauma. And as men, as men, Oscar's flipping through his notebook here trying to find a, I think he was writing about that or something. As men, why do we refuse to heal? It's like, it's almost like we interpret healing as making a soft or something. Sometimes. But why? What is the benefit of walking around this life with an open wound? We spoke about it last time. The healing process. Nobody wants to stay in the shadows during their healing process. The society has made it that healing is about turning up, doing you, we outside, sleeping with people. And you're not healing. You're suppressing everything. That yeah. that's really what it is. You're suppressing everything. In my opinion, you're adding injury to that wound. Because not only do you now have to heal from what happened, but now you have to heal from whatever you're doing to yourself. Cuz this is I I uh I think that this is where many people develop addictions. This is where many people develop bad habits. This is where many people develop certain personality traits that they didn't have that are not good for anyone. If they were not toxic, this is where they become toxic people. They become liars. They become uh, workaholics. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that happen in the in the phase where you were hurt. Because this is where trauma begins. Let's say that you were dating somebody that you thought was the one. And let's say that she cheated on you for no good reason. That's already an expectation. A crazy expectation. If you Yeah, the one, it. we're going to have to talk about that. Spoiler alert. Personally, we don't believe that there's such a thing as the one. The mm-hmm. one is the woman that you marry. Yeah. After you marry her, then she is the one. But before that, if you're putting 
uh, expectation on on somebody to be the end all be all. Yeah, you're gonna in the beginning stages. Yeah, you're gonna suffer because nobody can, can nobody can meet that. Nobody. You should date to marry, yes, but if you're putting that high expectation of you're gonna be the one, it's gonna turn it. You know, it's just gonna turn into basically like just an expectation that if it doesn't work out, you you're you're sabotaging yourself, kind of. Bro, the one is is we do it subconsciously even oh i'm not expecting perfection yes you are if you say that somebody is the one you're expecting them to be always 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 at 100 percent, and then when they cannot meet that because again that is humanly impossible you're going to be disappointed and that is a doing of your own thinking but i digress going back to the point uh healing yeah if if you were let's say that your girl she cheated on you and let's say that this wasn't your fault because women do it too you were a good man you had it going, but she was she was just for the streets to begin with. She was for the multiverse to begin with. Guess what? You are going to be dealing with a lot of trauma because now you have trust issues. Now you don't believe in women. Now you don't believe that anybody can can just uh, go ahead and be who they say they are. But you know what the problem is with, with the healing and the men? Is that often men, not as many men, have a lot of people to help us during that, and we're and we're not, we're not willing to speak about it. No, I I, I really recommend to my brothers out here, surround yourself with men who have emotional maturity, or get therapy. Preferably, preferably surround yourself with men who are older than you, who have been through life, who have a good marriage and a good track record. I always, I, if you can close your eyes, think about Uncle Phil. Mm. That is a type, the archetype of man that you should surround yourself with. I love Uncle Phil. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. R.I.P. Even the new Uncle Phil, he got his he got his issues, but he look he, healing healing is is horizontal. Yeah. James five sixteen says, "Admit your sins to each other, pray for each other, so that you will be healed." I like that. God coming through every time, bro. So that you will be healed. And it doesn't even have to be your boys. Get therapy. There's nothing wrong with therapy. Yeah. James also says uh, there is healing when you confess. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, obviously that is, it is talking about sin and it's talking about immorality and all that. But um, there's a principle to that. Mm-hmm. If you can openly talk about your issues with another person. You know, no judgment zone. No judgment. Knowing that <laughs> there, there's really not much worse it can get from here. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can be open with somebody like, yeah, man, I I just don't trust women, bro. Like women are this, this and that. And then they're going to be able to hold you accountable for your words and say, no, brother, she was like that. And if anything, we have to we have to question or analyze your judgment of people. Because why did you believe that she was for you? Why did you think this? Were there any signs that you saw that you decide to decided to ignore? So healing is a very important part in having a stable relationship because unfortunately, many of us have gone through this type of trauma. And that's just that. There's other trauma. Did you grow up without a father in your home? Did you have present yet absent parents? Have you dealt with any type of assault in your life mm-hmm. which it happens to men a lot have you dealt with any disappointments when it comes to your own achievements were you was there a lot of pressure put on you as a as a child to be the model student to be the model this the model that the mo- model sibling 
you know? So th- these are all things that can add injury, like tr- uh, traumatic injuries to your to your spirit. And then what happens is you get into a relationship, you inflict this on another woman, she sees this, and maybe she is healed. Maybe she has been through it. Mm-hmm. And she says, I refuse to put myself through this again. Which she's in her right. Exactly. She can say that. I would, I would hope she says that. Because there's going to come a point where I want you to say that to yourself. Because when you're healed, I want you to say, I deserve better. Mm-hmm. I deserve to be treated like a human being. I deserve to be with somebody who sees me for who I am. To be honest, bro, a lot of, a lot of men don't even like themselves. A lot of men are just that's a fact. are just infatuated with the show that they have that they have outside because they get validated by everybody else. But a lot of men don't even. A lot of men sleep with all these women, and they're like, and deep inside they're like, bro, I don't even like sleeping with all these women. Yeah, and that there's actually been a lot of celebrities. I think Will Smith was one of those. Bro, the, this car that I drive, like, I don't even like it, bro. To be honest, yeah. these clothes that I wear, like, I don't even like these clothes, bro. These friends that I have, I don't even like these friends. I don't even like these friends, but they applaud everything that I do. So yep. I keep them around. Good vibes. I don't even like drinking, bro. It tastes awful. It tastes like crap. But, but we, you know, we in the we in the party. We here. Or they can even go further. It takes the pain away. Bro, you gotta. It takes the pain away. So at the end of the day, it doesn't even have to be alcohol or working. You can suppress your feelings and just and even the clothes that you wear with anything with anything that of that takes your mind off of actually putting in the work to heal and that comes with humility and vulnerability because at the end of the day it is free it, freedom is free but there's still a price to pay yeah and that is breaking break and that is vulnerability the sacrifice that you have to make of killing your pride and sitting down with somebody who's not going to judge you and who's willing to help you and saying okay this is what's going on this is how i'm feeling how can we how can you help me and and for those of you who do not have because let's be honest men lack good role models for those of you who cannot identify a good person to do that i suggest you join a church or seek a church find god find god first look for god and god will guide you uh be careful obviously he's already looking for you yeah yeah be careful with you know who you can fight in because it is unfortunate to say Many even of of these church leaders have a bad habit of not being able to be uh, judgment free. Mm-hmm. So good counsel, as the word says. Precisely. Uh, in that aspect, I would tread lightly. Be careful. I would feel it out first. Chances are that the person, that, if you actually do go to a church and find somebody who's going to be one hundred percent able to help you, there's a very big chance that that person has nothing to do with leadership. They're just a, a, a faithful churchgoer. After every, somebody like you, who's every, probably gone through the same thing. Yeah. Like, just look at, you know, talking, people find things out. It mm-hmm. might take you some time, but again, the healing process is a journey, so you should not be trying to rush it anyway. Exactly. And trauma, at the end of the day, trauma has its reward, and it's that if when you when you heal from it, somebody else along the way was going to come with the same issue, and you'll be able to say, okay, I know what it's like. I've been through this. Yeah, you can be empathetic towards that person because you really did live through it. Now you know how to handle it. Precisely, find a peer that can help you. That's all we want. Again, again, I'm telling Uncle Phil the best archetype for this type of thing. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. For real. Got another point, bro? Yeah, I got. Uh, a lot of men. 
she's not good enough. And this and what this means that a lot of men are looking for, like we said earlier, this perfect this perfect partner, this perfect girl, this perfect woman, whatever. And even when you do get one, you still think that she isn't good enough and you always feel like you're the one settling. So that kind of ties into the whole the one mm-hmm. type of thing. All right. So for me, this shows signs of narcissism. Right. It shows signs of disconformity. Because, listen, you have value. You have intrinsic value. You have, you know what you're worth, right? But the book of Philippians gives us some of the best advice that we can receive. It says, do not think higher of yourself than you ought to. Mm-hmm. Do not think higher of yourself than you ought to. Think. I think it also says, think as everybody better than you. Something like that along yeah. those lines. It, basically, it gives you the indication that you are not all that. Mm-hmm. The, this is God telling you this. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, like, yes, you you are loved. You are a human being with value. Nobody can take that away from you. But don't think higher of yourself than you should. Because what's going to end up happening is if you think too high of yourself... You're going to think too little of everyone else. Everyone else. And that will include the woman that you claim to love. Any any girl that comes into your life. Oh, which there's this trend going on that I really don't like. It's what gives you like the ick. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, there's these stupid, the stupidest things. Oh, he. But I seen like the other day, like I was just seen one where it was a guy just swimming in the pool. And the caption was like. Oh, swimming gives me the ick. Yeah. Bro, and then no, and there was a, and there was another one where this guy basically who was on his phone. He was screen, he was screen recording everything that gives women the ick, and there was a bunch of nonsense like eating pizza, like just the things that are fun to do. Bro, it was a joke, but obviously, but the, there there is a certain level of truth to that. For example, if you're a man, and I don't know, she drinks coffee before she brushes brushes her teeth, type of thing. Is that really a deal breaker for you? Or she snorts when she laughs. She, that's I find that kind of cute, to be honest with you. Because my wife does it a lot. <laughs> Carmen has Carmen has the most unhinged laugh ever. She just starts smacking whenever she if you're around her. Smack you. She just like mistake. like just starts throwing her hand in there and waving, and then she's like go, ah! and then she just starts going. It's 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 crazy. It's like you know she's gonna start laughing when there's just like dead silence. She hit you with that. Yeah. So, um, at the end of the day, who was calling me at this time? Golly. Anyway, at the end of the day, uh, if there is a level of no woman is good enough for me, then that shows an indication that you have a lot of internal healing to do. Because why is nobody good enough for you? Was your mother, did your mother baby you a little bit too much? Were you a mama's boy? Because, again, like we always say, for your mom, you can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, you could do whatever, and that's it. But as soon as a woman calls you out, man, I knew it. She don't know what she's talking she about. She don't know what she's talking about. I, 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 I'm working. I could go home whatever time I want. I'm the man. If she wants to leave, she can go. Brother, she will. <laughs> she will. You're not. This is not an invitation. This is a confirmation of what's going to happen. The mama's boy always be like, as long as my mama loves me, that's all I care about. See, that is an ick. That is something that women should run away from. 
Because at the end of the day, you're saying that you're not even your own man. You 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 have you lack any autonomy of thought. You lack you lack any authority in your own mind to the point that everyone is yo. I've seen these men exist, bro. Oh, all these women, or they don't call them women. Obviously, you call them something else. But all these bees, this these this bees. and that. Uh, they they think they they hot this whatever. All these bees buzzing around. Exactly, you know. And <laughs> but you know, I got my pocket filled up, bro. <laughs> I keep saying it. A lot of these men have more money than character. They got character. The, what are you doing with your life if all you got is money, and then you use that as a gauge for other women? Oh, what is she bringing to the table, bro? Emotional well-being—that's for one. Healing—that's another one. Mm-hmm. A, a ability to have a fluent and good conversation—that's another one. She listen. Potential to be a good mother. Exactly. But what are you doing? You're showing her that you are not going to be an emotional father with your kids. You're not going to be there. You're showing her that her emotional well-being to you does not mean anything because you just care about what what do you bring to the table, brother. And that level of perfection cannot even translate to kids because then when you have kids, you expect them to be this perfect child who excels at everything, who is like... Again, boosting your ego because now you can boast to to your peers. Oh, my child got straight A's in school. Yeah, my child is the is the my son is the is the starting quarterback. He's gonna make it to the league. My daughter's number one in ballet. But then, if they decide to play lacrosse, you don't even go to the games. You don't even go to the games because it's not a manly sport. That's not what I wanted him to play. Exactly, bro. You didn't even make JV. What are you talking about? But that's a different subject. What we're saying is, you need to understand. Listen, I I say. Standards are good to have. In fact, they are imperative to have. Have some standards, but make sure that they're realistic. You know, it's it's like these men that want their wife to to look like I don't know what's what's a uh, Megan Fox, let's say. Which I don't really find Megan Fox attractive. To do. I feel, whatever. Anyway, let's not, say that not anymore. Let's say that you that you like Megan Fox. Let's say you want her to look like Megan Fox. Meanwhile. You look like the last monkey to evolve. Like you're still a Neanderthal. You're you're still, you know. Yo, I was not expecting you to say that. I'm just saying, bro. Like you, you need to be be realistic. And let me tell you something. Man said you, you man said you you look like Uncle Phil, but in physicality, not in. <laughs> Yo, no, you know Uncle Phil was a good looking man. I don't care what nobody nobody says because it's your personality. I'm telling you, there are some men. There are some men who can pull anybody because they have good personalities. They are fun to be around. Mm-hmm. They are men who are who attract people by for who they are, not by what they look like. Mm-hmm. And those are the marriages that will last. Because once you understand that f- looks are fading, once you understand that looks are m- mean absolutely nothing, you're going to be the happiest person. You know what's funny? I was talking to a guy at work, and shout out to him. He's... <laughs> he's you're stereotypical by the norms of society. Maybe not the most attractive man. He's short. He's bald. He's a kill. He, you know, he's kind of he's kind of chubby. Whatever. Right. And his girl, his wife, whatever. She's good looking. And I told him that. I don't, you know, I respect him. I told him. I was like, I was like, bro, how'd you how'd you pull that? Like, be honest. He's a how'd he? You know what this man said? He said, "I'm funny, bro." <laughs> bro, that's a great response. He's like, "I'm funny, bro." I'm like. Okay, but then in my ignorance, I was like, but look at you. Wow. 
but you, after he, after like hold on hold on hold on i didn't say that okay okay actually no i think i did because we joke around a lot but i said it in a joking way but i like i was thinking that before he even answered and i don't then, doubt that though because you be saying some out of pocket <laughs> stuff sometimes bro. and then when he said bro i'm funny i was like oh okay he's like bro i don't i was like you're not afraid that like because of physicality she might be attracted to someone else and he's like bro like no like i know what i got like yeah type of thing and that ties in to a point i didn't really even have insecurity like a secure man will not only understand that there's no such thing as the perfect standard but a secure man will also be able to acknowledge his imperfections and his shortcomings and all that and just be like you know what i got what i got and i can work with what i have Mm -hmm. which is why i'm telling you you can be the best looking man ever which i know a lot of men, a lot of men who to society can be like a nine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Tall, a lot of hair, nice eyes, whatever, fair skin. You call and you're always asking, why are you still single? Why are you single? Why are you single? Because they are insecure. Why is it always the people who look the best, men and women, that are insecure? They haven't healed. They haven't spent time. They haven't healed, and they haven't spent time in solitude. Exactly to build up that security. So, so at the end, what we're trying to say is, be aware of your standards. Be aware of your shortcomings. Be aware about the fact that there's no such thing as the one. That there's no such thing as uh, the perfect person. And with that being said, stop running everyone off from your life because that just shows the biggest unhealed trauma which is that you don't you cannot be around anyone nobody is good enough for you and again i'm going to remind you what the word says do not think higher of yourself than you should yes sir now she'll get into this question yeah all right let's get into this question so uh a user writes can I get your opinion regarding a man married for 10 plus years telling his wife, parentheses, we have two children, that he needs time to figure himself out and what he need and what he wants out of life or if he even wants to still be married. I'm struggling and keeping myself and, and keep asking myself why, but I keep telling myself that it has nothing to do with me. Go off. This is a man Again, who hasn't spent any time with himself and in solitude and in figuring out himself, his goals, what he likes and building himself up to 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 find somebody that he's compatible with and not somebody that he just sees himself good with. Right. Now, what gets me is the following. Married for 10 plus years. You spend a decade on this woman, right? You have two kids. It's a long time. And now is when you're trying to figure out if you still want to be married, what you want out of life. Let me tell you something. This is the type of man that will blame a woman for his lack of success. The type of man that will say, hey, listen, I had these business plans. I had this idea. I wanted to go to school. But. You didn't let me go there because I was working for you to provide for you, for the kids. Man, gaslighting. And then, you know, and he'll use that as an excuse. So I got, I got to figure out what I want in life now. So so here's the thing. You could have done that before you got married. 
You could have done that before you had kids. You could have done that before you gave this woman 10 years of your life. Or, I'm sorry, before you took 10 years of her life. Yeah. And she, and then you, you have this girl asking herself if she's the one that's wrong, that's in the wrong. Again, these messages lack so much context because I don't know what type of woman this woman is. I don't know if she's a woman that's constantly pushing at him. Regardless of the fact, though, that's still a self thing. Well, right. Because if it wasn't, if this is his mentality, his inner self, whether it was with him or another one, that's this is still how he would think because it's it's something that he hasn't fulfilled in his life yet. Exactly. This is like what is it? There's a name for this. It's not a midlife crisis, because midlife crisis you just buy a Corvette and you're good. That's it. that's it. But uh, FOMO, fear of missing out, type of thing, mm-hmm. where you're you're in so deep into a marriage, into a relationship, and now is when you decide to try to fix things. That that's gonna work against you, because number one, forget for a moment, just forget about your wife, which you shouldn't. But let's just do it. What about your kids? What are you gonna tell your kids? What are you going to let your wife tell your kids? Because you're just up and leaving her because you want to figure out. This is the type of thing that it's a red flag for me. I'm not saying that this man is cheating. And God forbid for me from saying that. But it's it's almost like that's the energy that it's giving. What Where else is he finding validation? Because here's the thing. If he's thinking about leaving you, every man wants validation. Mm-hmm. Where is he getting it from? What What is attracting him? away from you i don't think it's attracting like i said i think it, it, it's a self thing i think it i think the best scenario that i can think of right now is that possibly he has some single friends that he sees them enjoying life and he just feels like he's kind of stuck and missing out like you said which is the biggest lie i don't think i don't think he's cheating i just think he i think he has fomo i think he has fear of missing out a, a thousand percent and it's because again he might see some influences around social media or whatever where he sees Single man living his best life, doing what he wants, not having to answer to anybody. Yeah. And he's like, dang, I got these kids. I got this wife. Basically, I'm just living for them. Yeah. But then th- there's so many things that we don't consider, man. Because let's say that she, that you get divorced, right? Here come the child support payments. That is like the biggest deficit in any man's wallet in America. Child support payments. Because it's always more. It's always more than what you can afford. A lot of men don't even think about that, though, until it's actually there. Exactly. Because guess what? FOMO is like a blindfold. Mm-hmm. You you look at everything with like, oh, I want that. I want that. But then you're, gonna, you're about to put yourself in a situation where you can't get that or the other thing. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, if you really want to get something out of life, if you really want to see what you want for yourself, where you want to go, the best thing you can do is keep your wife around you because she's going to take you, like I said, to heights that you were never going to reach by yourself. I think for him at this point, as a smart man, what I would do is um, obviously there's no there's no going back. No, you can't take at this point. You can't take any steps steps back. You guys are married, two kids. Taking a step back is highly selfish, mm-hmm. very selfish. Yeah. I think at this point, since this question did come from her, I think she should figure out what he wants to do in the midst of the relationship in the sense of like, just being, let's be more adventurous, you know? Right. If you feel like you're missing out, let's do something different. Let's go on vacation. Let's do this. Let's do that. Find Like, try, try to help him figure out who he is with you. But, but you know what? It's not going to be that easy for her, though. No, no, definitely because, not. Because right now she's dealing with the... My man wants to leave me and his two kids, right? She's dealing with the, he doesn't trust me. Now she's dealing with what is he doing that he wants to leave. There's so many things that are going to come up because at this point, I feel like 
therapy is mandatory. Even if he take, takes it back, oh, I'm sorry, babe, never mind. Mm-hmm. No, you said what you said, and you were feeling what you were feeling, which I don't want to invalidate a man's feeling, but the way we go about what we feel is the problem. Mm-hmm. We can't just say, oh, I'm out. I'm out because I want to explore my youth. Exactly, bro. You, you were 40. Where, what do you mean explore your youth? Yeah. If bro. you don't. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and I'm big on like living your life without regrets, but. You you gotta be a man about this, and you gotta assess the situation and be like, okay, I'm not I'm not 20 anymore. If I didn't take advantage of that, I'm not gonna do it 20 years later. Well, here's the thing. I shouldn't do it 20 years later. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's see what it is that he wants to do. Let's say that he has financial goals. Let's say that he has business goals. I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt, obviously. Yeah, because I don't think he's that smart. Yeah, me either. But let's say that that's what he wants. You don't need to be single to achieve those things. Let's say that you want to go out and have fun. You don't need to be single to do those things. Take your wife with you. Exactly. Have a good time. Invest in your marriage. Those are going to be the best years. Include her in the fun that you want to have. I wish he would have said how old he is, but that's besides the Well, they've been married for 10 plus years. So let's say that they got married really young at the age, I don't know, 20. Then that means that he is at least 30. And again, with two kids, you got to grow up. Yeah. Not even that you want to grow up. You got to grow up. Man, sometimes men in a good Dominican, like that's what arranque. Like they just want to go and out of nowhere and do whatever. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's it's really like a virus that I've seen a lot of men do, bro. But like for them, for the men that are are are, you know, that are not this man, and they don't want to end up like this man. Enjoy your youth, but also make sure you spend time by yourself. Yeah, make sure you spend time by yourself so you can learn to love yourself, so you can figure out what your goals are, so you can figure out what you like, so you can figure out. And it don't and don't take it as as being as being lonely or I am alone. Precisely, they're, they're two different things. Like, don't be afraid to go out with yourself to go eat somewhere. Exactly. Like, I don't know why that's such a taboo in society. I wish I would have done a lot more when I was single. Exactly. Go out to a coffee shop. Go out to to anywhere. Sit down by myself and just figure out who I am and what I want to do. Develop a hobby. Do something. Exactly. Solitude is the foundation of which we build our own love. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Did you read that somewhere? Yes, sir. Okay. Shout out Jay Shetty. Oh, there you go. My man's reading. You got books and stuff, bro. <laughs> I don't like digital books. I like physical hard copies. Yeah. But either way, what we're telling you is the way that you end up in this situation is if you neglect yourself when you were younger. You're, you deserve to treat yourself good. And then what's going to happen is years later, you're going to blame someone else mm-hmm. for not treating yourself good. So avoid all of that. This man, in my opinion, if there's no cheating involved, if there's no verbal abuse, there's none of that going on, in my opinion, he's in the wrong. And if you still want to save this marriage, I do suggest therapy. Yeah, I suggest therapy as well. So that was it for today. That was it for today's installment. Stay uncomfortable. Welcome back to our viewers. Welcome back to Johan. And uh, next week, uh, we're going to be... Well, I'm not even going to say what we're going to talk about because we probably change it from here to there. But uh, next week, we will be going live on TikTok, probably. Uh, hope to see you guys there. Hope to see you guys there. Make sure you guys follow the podcast on Instagram at Stay Uncomfortable Pod. Follow me at Rodriguez12 underscore 29. Follow me at Shine underscore 8 underscore Light. I need to change that. Put your TikTok there. Oh, t- and follow me on TikTok at I'm Coming In Hot. We love you guys, and remember, stay uncomfortable.